hoe. Who you calling a hoe? I'm not calling nobody no hoe. I'm just telling you, go out and get that bevel. Go to getbevel.com, punch in the promo code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T, for 20% off all of your purchases. And now back to the show. Internets, you're tuned into the Combat Jack Show, the combatjackshow.com. What's up, A-King? What's good, sir? How you doing, bro? Man, I'm just happy that we um, <laughs> had a tremendous 2015, um, and I'm really ecstatic at, at today's guest. We're you know, the, the last guest <laughs> for 2015. Um, and I got to tell you, man, that um, this person here has really been uh, inspiration from afar. Yes. Um, just in terms of all the levels that she surpassed. We're talking about, you know, s- numerous New York Times bestseller lists, right? Seven, seven times? A few, uh, no, not seven. S- what? But numerous. I think three. Three. Yeah, three. We're talking about an Emmy? No, I was nominated. Nomination. Did not win. Okay. okay. We're talking about domination. So over... far, we're talking about a loser. We're talking, no, 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 <laughs> you no. You said no, seven, no. I said three. Oh, no, 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 no. You say no. Emmy, you, I said you, no. You're in the game. You're in the game. <laughs> it, Listen, <laughs> internet, without further ado... The queen of all media, Miss Wendy Williams. Yeah. Welcome to the Combat Jack Show. Okay, thank you, thank you very much. Yes. Can I explain my behavior prior to? Yes, please, us being because on? that was some ill Jedi mind trick shit. Yeah. Well, well, here's my thing. Yes. If the mic's not on, why do I talk? Why do you talk? I feel as though it's always an unleveled playing field. Yes. You know enough about me because I've been a broadcaster for thirty years of my fifty-one years. You know, and and popular. So whenever I walk in a room, I always feel like, why should I talk? Mm. You already, like, what do I have to say? You know I have a sixth finger that I was born with. You know I have implants or whatever. You know that, uh, you know, know, I cry at the drop of a feather. But what do I know about you? I don't know. What do you know about us? Well, now that the mics are on. Let's let's get into it. Let's talk. Otherwise that, why talk? Well, first and foremost, I do have to tell you that you look great. Oh, thank you. Wendy came in and you look great. (laughs) All right. And congratulations on losing 51 pounds. I lost 50 pounds. 50 pounds. And I'm wearing um, five inch heels. Mm -hmm. So I'm six feet four. And I really do look like a superhero. You've turned back the clock. Thank you. Right? Thank you. I agree. And I want to congratulate you also on all your success. And the pictures they got out there don't do her any justice. She's phenomenal in person. Really? And she's blinging crazy, too. Crazy, right? Crazy. Well, the thing is, is that, um, you know, TV, what people don't realize, TV adds like 20 pounds to everyone, right. number yeah. one. Yes. Number two, TV is very deceptive. Mm-hmm. Now, because I can tell you this, and don't ask me for names because I'm not that girl anymore. Okay. Um, but there are plenty of people who come to the show, who sit on my couch, who I interview, celebrities, and I look at them. Literally, I'm so distracted by the, like, you're not that pretty in person. Right, 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 right. Okay, dude, you're really short. Man, when I hugged you, I felt rib cage. Why do they have you looking ripped in your movies or on your show? So TV and <clears throat> film is very deceptive. And the best compliment, and I swear to you, and anyone who walks with me every day can tell you, the first thing people say is, oh, my God, you look better in person than you do on TV. I wanted to say that. But oh my I, god! I, I wanted to say that, no. but I didn't want to insult you. No, and people say that too. Like, I don't mean this is bad. <laughs> From the grocery store right. to the shoe cobbler, to the nail salon, to in the street, all the time. No, like you came in and I was really like, "How you doing, Wendy?" <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I get but I get it, and you know what? 
I live more of my life in real life than I do on TV. Right. It's one hour a day on TV. Right. I'd rather look more appealing, I guess, in real life. Well, you look great. Listen, I don't know if you, what you know about the Combat Jack show, but what we do is we do a complete retrospective yes. on our guests. And mm -hmm. the guests that I do appreciate on this show are the ones that have great history. All and right. you have great history. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's talk about influence. You talk about one of your biggest uh, influences on you has been Carol Ford. Can we talk about that? Well, she's one of a handful. Okay. And I'll tell you what Carol Ford, uh, for those of you who don't know, come on, kids, closer, closer. All Google right. it. 98.7 Kiss, mm -hmm. Carol Ford, a girl from, I believe, Cleveland, born to a doctor father, and I'm not sure what her mom did, but two-parent household, black. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I was a young girl in college and listening to, and I used to, I graduated from Northeastern University, but I used to spend at least one Saturday every seven weeks, I'd take the Amtrak into Grand Central and just sit there with my Iowa because Ooh. my Iowa could play the radio and record the radio at the right, same time. Right, 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 right. And I would sit and I would listen to the jocks. And then Carol was on during the weekdays, so I would cut class at least once every eight weeks and come down from Boston and just sit there by myself, like weird, weird. Is that hey, weird or is that destiny, though? You want to mm. know what? I don't know. Because sometimes the I, shit that we do... I don't know. ...at the beginning... At the outset of our careers, might seem weird, but looking back, we knew that's what we had to do. And then I'd leave and stop at Washington Square Park right. to get my law, and then I want to talk to you about and that. And then and then get back on the train and go back to Boston. But Carol was a big influence because when I was growing up, I grew up in Jersey, but right. the New York part of Jersey, um, and the influences on me regarding women in radio were nil mm -hmm. because they were all quiet storm girls mm -hmm. or sidekicks. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking like this with another Luther Vandross song. Mm. <laughs> this is not my personality, honey. Right. I can't do it. Nor can I be a sidekick to some man. Mm. You, you know what I mean? I can't see that. No. So Carol was um, a big star to me because Carol ran her own show. Carol was the star. Even when she paired with Mike Love in the morning mm -hmm. at Kiss, Carol was the star. Right. And she was not the sexy girl. She was funny. Mm -hmm. And people say that women can't be funny. You know, and she was funny and she was on the radio and then we ended up working together at Kiss. Wow. And I threw myself at her knees like, Carol, I love you. You know, I'm, you know you're my inspiration, so on and so forth. Yeah. When we're at the beginning of our journey yeah. and, and I can I, I reflect on my personal journey, the dreams that I had mm -hmm. weren't real. They weren't possible until yeah. they actually started becoming possible. Yeah. Did you think that all of this would be possible for you back then? No. No? I didn't have a chance to dream it. It all happened really fast. Right. I mean, you know, in sixth grade, The Baron's Guide was my favorite book. Mm. Now, I don't know how old you are, Jack, but, you know. We're, we're, we're very close. Okay, you remember The Baron's Guide? Yes, I do. Of colleges. Mm -hmm. And it used to be my favorite book. And I chose Boston because they had so many schools. My sister graduated from Tufts. She's older than me. And so I said, God, there's so many schools, so many boys, mm -hmm. so many parties. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. And then what do I want to be? <laughs> well, I've always been told that I speak well, mm -hmm. um, as my mom and dad would tell me if I just lose some weight. <laughs> well, laughs, <laughs>, laughs on them. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, 
I wanted to be a newscaster or a radio personality. Right. In sixth grade, I knew this. Wow. And I applied to Emerson, which mm-hmm. is a great communication school, and all the schools that had great communications. I don't know how I ended up at Northeastern because they're great for engineering mm-hmm. and and um, um, criminal justice. Right. But I but I wanted to get lost in numbers. Right. It's big like NYU. And I didn't want to be in classes with, you know, only 25 kids, and then the professor knows that you've cut. Right. right. So... Um, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to be in radio. I pictured myself as a midday mediocre girl with a husband because marriage was always on my agenda mm-hmm. with a family. Right. Uh, that's how I was, I was raised. Um, but I pictured myself, you know, pulling my weight, but not like this. Right. So, no, I never dreamt this. I never in my wildest years dreamt it. And most days it feels real natural. But. Every other day, it feels like, who are you? See, when I talk about <laughs> doing what you were destined to do, yeah, I remember my uh, years as an attorney in the music industry, and I did very well, but it was a push. It was a constant Who made push. you go? Your parents? No, I, I decided to go myself. I was a fine arts major, and then I decided- To go to law school. To go to law school. I oh. went to Georgetown. Okay, okay. Um, but it was always pushing. And then I got into the music industry. I represented Jay-Z. I worked with Diddy. I worked with Wasn't it fun on this side? It was fun, but it was a push. And then when I made a transfer to behind the mic, it's become a pull. And I want to see if that's the same thing with you. Is your life pulling you? Mm. Pulling meaning positive? Yeah, like oh yes. If something's pulling you, it's easier. It's 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 effortless. It's not easy, but it's effortless. I was born with a mic. Okay. So this has always been a pull. Mm I mean, the first time I actually touched a real microphone in college, it was, um, I fell in love. You knew. I fell in love with you the know. mic before I fell in love with anything. You know, the mic is definitely, and on my show, I get in the audience for Ask Wendy, and people get offended. But you know what? You're going to ask Wendy, and you're going to try to take my mic from me because they get excited. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And, and I snatch back. <laughs> Don't touch the mic. <laughs> yes. Leave the mic alone, B. 101. <laughs> he who has the mic has the power. I mean, that's from. He will that's not true. take my power. Uh, that's that's back from the um from the uh, video music box days. Don't don't touch the mic. <laughs> but people do that on my show. Right, right. As a matter of fact, we have a segment called Wendy. What's good? Right. And in that, my my Facebook people, you know, they ask you know a, a question about what's been going on. Wendy, what's good? Every time you go in the audience, you know, why is it that when people want the microphone that you snatch it away? Well, this is from a lay person that doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. So then I address Wendy what's good on our talk show. And my staff made a montage just, you know, as the receipts, as they say right. at Media Takeout. Um, like <laughs> eight different situations where I'm snatching the mic back. Like, you have, you uh-uh, have to protect oh, your, no, you have to oh, protect no. your power. Doggone right. Yep. The mic is the power. Yep. Futuristic vision. Let's talk about that. <laughs> That's something that I made up um, regarding seeing yourself five years plus. Mm-hmm. You know, futuristic to me is not ne- not next year. I mean, futuristic vision to me is your big plan. And um, I've always had it. And I've always had plan A, B, and C. Plan A, B, or A was always radio or um, uh, being a, uh, a newscaster. Right. My plan B was being on Madison Avenue in advertising. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I have a creative mind. I could see that. And I like being in that, in that thing. And then my plan C was marrying well. Right. 
And, and I could see that as well. And, I couldn't see you being as happy, but I could see you doing no, it. No, no, no. Marry well. Right. And then with the wellness, figure out a business to open or something like that. Right. But when you marry well, then you have money to play with. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you know what I yep, mean? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know these girls, but God bless you. <laughs> you know, you marry well, okay? <laughs> However, um, I'm glad that it all worked out where I had to make my own bones. Right. It's made me a better woman. Now, you mentioned something earlier about going to Washington Square Park. Yeah. Back around that same time, I would go to Washington Square Park, too, mm-hmm. for the same reason, to pick up that lot. Mm-hmm. And I always got copped. That what? Some oregano. Oh, shit. Like, I always got copped. And I was like, I'm not fucking with Washington. Like, how did you do it, Wendy? I know. Like how a, did you a, do a black, it? A white girl from the suburbs <laughs> of Jersey. Like, um, you, were, you, were a, you were characteristically a victim. Oh, yes. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yes. Uh, like, I'm an, oh, my God. I'm like a Becky. <laughs> yeah. You know, like to a lot of people. And I'm a Brooklyn so, dude. So don't get me wrong. Right. I've puffed my share of oregano. Right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this tastes nice and earthy. Huh? But, but you want to know what? All you have to do is meet the one right person. And then you have your connect. That you, then you have your connect. Right. Yeah. I'm so fascinated at how organized you were with your weed <laughs> stash, though. Like, but that, you know, like today in 2015, that seems like something that's natural. Back in the day, you got your weed whenever you could, but you really talk about how you had to have an organized supply of weed. Yes, yes. And I'd buy a nickel bag or dime bag at a time. Mm. And then you open the bag and you put it in a bigger bag, you know, and then you zip that bag. You might put like a a piece of moisture in there, Mm -hmm. like a moist paper towel. Like a humidor. And then you you squeeze all the air out, Mm -hmm. you zip it up and you throw it in your bash. Remember bass shoes? Mm-hmm. Girls would wear yep, B-A-S-S. Yep, 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 yep. You throw it in your bass shoe box and you go on about your business. And um, I had um, um, a roller. And wow. the, the roller was ordered from not High Times, but like one of those magazines, right. you know, like that. And the roller would make meticulous joints. Mm. And you use the thinner paper, like the bamboo paper, so you wouldn't get the heartburn. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I um, you know, it's not something I partake in anymore because I right. feel like, like you don't smoke weed anymore. No. Now when it's actually better to smoke weed, honey, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to, honey. It, yeah. it, Way too potent. Okay. okay, right. It is way too potent. It, way too potent. And loud. OG, OG Kush. And, and loud. And, and I don't want to know what you all are spraying <laughs> on your mess. Like I, that's not that's not right. me. You know, give me some some champagne. Some champagne. And I'll be fine. Wow. And I'm not judging you for no, what, no, 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 for no. what no. When I say you, I mean you know right. the, the, the world audience. Right. and the audience. Right. I'm not judging you all for what you do. I'm not like one of those people who um, gets out of jail and all of a sudden you know I'm <laughs> you know holier than that. You know you know people quit. I'm cigarettes or That's not me. <laughs> I can walk in a room. You are puffing Washington Square Park. I'm fine. I can walk in another room. You're sniffing Peru. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not judging you. Right. But it's not for me. Right. Okay. What's Peru? And, and, What's come on, man. The only thing in you know what's locked up China White. That China White. I, I'm learning, man. Listen, listen. <laughs> one, one thing I, I do share with you, Wendy, is I was in Washington. I was at Georgetown around the time. I was that, at WOL? Yeah. Lies and no, no, and and coming from New York, okay, I was you know, I never thought I'd be heartbroken, but when I got to DC, I realized that Washington, DC wasn't a small city, it was a big <laughs> town, and so that mentality really fucked me up. And at and law school was really hard. The only outlet that me and we were great kids, like I went to Cornell University undergrad. Georgia oh my god, you're Ivy League, are you married? Oh, you're married, yes, I'm married, four kids, a whole nine. 19 years old not. Oh, my God. And, and my oh, wow. Wife, my wife's a bad bitch. Okay. But when I got to Georgetown, I was amazed at how bountiful, in the 80s, cocaine was. 
Honey, please. What? Tell what? It. What? Tell it. Okay. Tell yeah. us. I was um I was in at working at WOL. Mm-hmm. I was making nine thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. But cocaine was only $35 a gram. Yes. And I had no student loans, so I was not going broke. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to rely on other people. And it was disgusting. But that's where my habit really kicked in. And, and I, would, I could see that in D.C. And I would do my dirt by my lonely. Right. So mm. I'd be able, And I was on the radio. Mm-hmm. I worked at WOL. Mm-hmm. Owned at that time by Kathy Hughes, 4th mm-hmm. and H in, in the hood. 4th and H. And I lived on Sherman. I, I lived on 4th and D. Oh, wow. Capitol Hill, right? By Capitol Hill. Fourth and H was by Capitol Hill. I don't know. It was yeah. the hood. But eighth and H was like crazy. The eighth and H gang back in the day. I don't recall. Right. All I know is that I was a single girl mm-hmm. in D.C. Right. and I had a habit. And So I, we probably know the same people. Knew the same people. I don't know anybody. Right. Well, back in the day. So no. No. I'll be honest with right. you. I went to the radio station. Mm-hmm. I did my work. Right. I do my thing in my apartment by myself. Mm-hmm. And I was there for about six months before I got my first job in New York. Mm-hmm. So I'd work five days a week and I'd drive on the turnpike back and forth to do my weekend shifts right. in New York. Hot 97 used to be called Hot 103.9. Mm-hmm. They played freestyle dance music. That's right. Like TKA and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to round out their staff with a black DJ. Lie to you not. That's what that. And I qualified, but skin was a part of it. Right. And it which, was. Which is great. Own it. Own it. I believe in affirmative action. Own it. Thank you, Jack. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, look, I'm a girl. I'm black. I was good enough to be on the station. I would um, travel back and forth in my Subaru. My parents gave me for graduation. I wouldn't even stop at family and friends here in New York and New Jersey mm-hmm. because everybody was like, let's hang out. Let's do this. Let's do that. Jack. Right. I don't thank have time you. for that. So, you know what I do? I'd sleep in my car at rest stops, you know, to get my sleep you know, pull those baby shades down and whatnot. And I had my stash and I'm pinging all up and down the turnpike. So I really didn't know DC like that because I never, <laughs> I was never a part of right. it. I did my afternoon. So you're shift. so lucky because DC was so depressing back in the eighties. No, no shots to DC. Now I love going there. I love visiting, but back in the eighties being a New York city kid and you're, you're yeah. a Jersey girl. Yeah. DC was a whole, it was the South. Well, it was I, the South. Yeah, well, can we, can we talk? Yeah, let's talk. Hmm. You're talking. From 609 Jersey down mm-hmm. is the South. It's the South, yeah. 609 Jersey. Atlantic yep. City. Yeah, Jersey yeah. is two different places. Yes, it is. Okay. <clears throat> Jersey has middle to up mm-hmm. and south. then up to South. Yep. And, yeah. and, I, and I've lived in South Jersey when I worked in, in Philadelphia, and I was shocked at how different uh, down there is. Yep. yep. George. Mind blowing. Wendy, you once walked through, was it the Lincoln? Or Lincoln the, Tunnel. The Lincoln Tunnel. Tunnel. Yeah, I was about to be late for my shift. You weren't. No, no, you're not going to fire me. I left my car. My that Subaru. That shit is crazy, Wendy. Yeah, yeah, well, nobody walks through the. Like, there's a little walkway, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that um, speaks to your focus. It was very, 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 very focused, and um, um, my Subaru <laughs> um, started steaming mm-hmm. like right after I went through the. Toll, right. which at that point was like three dollars, not yep. fourteen. Fourteen, sixteen, okay. eighteen. Uh, How do poor people get from state to state right now? They don't. You know, internet, internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, but what? Our, what was the? How did you decide to walk through the fucking tunnel? Because it was eleven fifteen, mm-hmm. and I had sat with my car for like fifteen minutes, right. and my shift was at midnight. Right, and I was a young Wendy. 
still working in D.C., mm-hmm. right? But on the weekends in New York. And New York knew about D.C., but D.C. didn't know about New York. Right. And all I knew is that I was hustling. Right. No cell phone, nobody in the car with me, big girl panties. Right. And... um. The car broke down after I paid my $3 and I pulled off to the side like, what the hell is going on? And it was steaming and it's after midnight. Mm-hmm. And mostly there were toll takers because there was no easy pass. Right, so there right, were right. people there, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's after midnight. Yeah, you yeah. Know, every, And it's 80s. Everybody's high. Everybody's coming into the city. No. week. Uh, yeah. Weekend. But yeah, exactly. So bridge, I, got, bridge and tunnel. I got out of the car. I took my keys. I left a note in the dashboard. And my work ID, stupid, silly me, like that would really work. I'm Wendy Williams, yeah, 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 and yeah. I'm at Hot 103.9. I'm, I'm a big shot, yep. right? I'm thinking I'm a big shot. Yep. <laughs> and I walk through the tunnel, and I walk, and then and as you I felt proud. At, well, as I know, at first I was scared, right? But then I started swaying my hips. Like if you're a girl and you don't use what you got, then you're stupid, right? <laughs> you know, you know, you you start to sway with a little cuteness, so they know you're not a bum, right? And I look cute. Right. And, and offices was in the same uh, area that it is now, right, Hudson? Right, area. but they so might have right. been high, though. Like, like no, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to think about the distance in terms of the tunnel. Oh, yes. And the exit, going to work, you know? Tunnel's like a mile and a half long. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I walked out through there. And then when I got to the other side of the tunnel, I took a cab to Astoria, which is, they were the Kaufman Astoria right, right, Studios yes. at that time. Right, and right. I, mm. I took a cab. And, and I got there on time. And they ended up impounding my car, but it was worth it. Right. Because at the end of the day, I'm sitting here with you, mm-hmm. seventh season into my talk show. Exactly, exactly. So sometimes, you know, we do what we have to do to get where we there's, need there's, to go. There's no excuse. And there's no excuses. No Message. excuses, right? Yeah, Jack. You know, let's go back to D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the darkest or darker periods of, of your life was when you talked about how an R&B singer. Oh, made, my gosh. You did you. your research. Of course I did. Oh, God. <laughs> this is before date rape was a thing. Yeah. Um. Have you come across this person uh, throughout your journeys to the top? No, I right. haven't. Okay. Uh, but if I if I if he were to walk in this room right now, I would have nothing but a smirk and a smile. Mm. I'm not real good at arguing with people because right. I always feel as though I'm on the right side of the argument. Right. Either I'm on the right or the dead wrong. There is no beige to me. I'm I'm trying to work on like a gray area, but I'm black or I'm white. That's it. Um, he was dead wrong. I was naive as hell. I should not have been so enamored, but his record was in number one on the R&B charts at that particular time. It was popping. And he had been in jail for quite a few years. And he got out of jail and he, um, very nice looking and like six feet five. And I was, you know, a young Wendy and I was doing... Um, I'm trying to connect the dots right now. Yeah. No, look, I was young Wendy. I was fly, though. Was, was he light-skinned or dark-skinned? He was like a DeBarge. Okay. Look. I, I know who you, I know who you're talking about. Does his name start with an S? What the fuck? I thought it start, started with a C. No, give me a paper and pen. I, I, give me a paper I was, and pen. I was there, too, but... Give me a paper no. and pen. Give, give me a paper and no, pen right now. Give me now. a paper Move. and pen. Oh, right there. Give right me your phone. Give me your phone. Oh, my God. The pen is right behind you, right? So, what had happened was... Um, Yo, there, Wendy, there, I love you. There were, thank you. I really love you, Wendy. There were a few fantastic things that happened to mm-hmm. me um, as young Wendy in D.C. First right. of all, I met Cheryl Lynn, mm. who at that time was at the top of the charts with Got, Got to, to Be, be Real. real. And stuff. She was so good. She became like a friend that I wish that I had in my head. Encore. Like, 
It, but when she came in the studio, she didn't treat me like an AM jock. Mm-hmm. She wanted to, come on, girl, let's go. Well, let's hang out. Mm. But I was caught up in my ma- my own matrix. Right. Of course, of course. I'm like, girl, I haven't eaten in five years. Right, right. Okay, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm trying to, to get my high. Thing. Okay. To get high. But um, Cheryl Lynn, um, then I I met I met Jody Watley. Wow. I had time. such a crush on okay. Jody Watley. She was so threatened by any other girl in the room. Except you. Oh, no. She was threatened by everyone. Like really? she was. Yeah. Like she was the first like real life, I think, modern diva that I ever met. And I don't hold anything against her because right. I get it now, right. you know, because at that time it was want me. Mm-hmm. Don't you want me? You know what I mean? Jody Watley. Um, and um, I remember Miss Hughes, mm-hmm. who um, is fabulous to me. She's, you know, one of the people that I really look up to. I she must be so proud. I remember one day she had a fur coat delivered from one of her gentleman suitors wow. in the lobby of the, and she, this is when you could smoke inside mm-hmm. and she smoked cigarettes mm-hmm. and she came in the lobby and that cigarette was long and she'd use it in a cigarette holder. Right. Oh my God. And I, yes. Cigarette holder in the 80s? Yes. Listen, she did the morning show right. and I did afternoons. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we're the anchors of her station mm-hmm. and then her son Alfred was back in sales. Mm. So Miss, so I'd come out and I was enamored. She was like the she was Dominique Devereaux. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was Joan Collins mm-hmm. to me. And so I'm like, oh, Miss Dynasty, international dynasty. And she said something to the effect of, you know, date proper and you'll get them too. Wow. And I just and the cigarette holder and the whole bit. But I'm going to write down this person's okay. name and then no, no. and then we're going to burn the it. Camera. No, you're going to pass it back to me and I'm taking back. Turn to the Jersey. camera around. Turn the camera around. Turn it off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you don't have to turn it off. <laughs> okay. Just. No, now you boys come over. Okay, I see it. Do you see? I yes, I see it. Do you remember the? I don't remember that. Dude. Okay, the song was called. Don't. Hold on. <laughs> We're not gonna put this out. Yeah, I don't know. Yep, yep, you... yep, yep, yep. Do you remember the song? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I like that song. Me too. That song was hot in the clubs. <laughs> okay, it got people dancing. We back on. So yeah, so so let me ask you something. Does the whole Bill Cosby thing touch a nerve? No. No. Like you don't make a connection between that and what happened to you. No. Okay. I mean, you know, no, please. I mean, you know, if I can just touch this for 30 seconds more and then move on. Touch it. Because now you've taken it to a whole nother level. There are girls, and shout out to the girls on college campuses everywhere. I don't care what color you are. I don't care where you're from. There are young girls who've been, they don't realize it until they get older. Oh, my gosh. He took me off. Mm. You know, he took what I didn't want to give up. Right. That's called date rape. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very common. It's not right. It's dead wrong. It's been going on since forever. True. But there's a difference between being date raped and being drugged right. and taken over. So I find nothing in common with Bill Cosby. And okay. and by the way, I, I'm over this as well. Right. You know, of course, without things like, you know, I get asked a lot, Jack, you know, do you have any regrets? And I say absolutely not, not one word, not one um, circumstance, because without those things, I wouldn't be where I am right now. And I'm very introspective regarding some of the things I could have done differently. But if I did it differently, then maybe I wouldn't be here now. Right. Where do you think you'd be if you accepted that offer to be salt and Peppers DJ? 
Geico commercials. A baby's mother somewhere. <laughs> you really got offered a spot to take. This is in D.C. also. It's Cinderella spot. So I'm Spin- Cin- Spinderella. Spinderella. Yeah. So, you know, I had Technique 1200s in okay. college, honey. You spun? Okay. Zuga, 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 zuga. What? <laughs> I, w- I, was a, I was a radio personality, but I also uh, did DJ. And I would get a few coins, you know, as a college girl doing um, DJing work. Um when I was in D.C., another great thing that happened to me was Salt and Pepper had out Tramp, which mm-hmm. you call me Tramp. Mm-hmm. So, in, yes. So they're in town with Herbie Lovebug, who at that time was, you know, their manager. And Spinderella had just left the group. So it was just Salt and Pepper. She just got married, right? Or something. Something like that, right? The, <clears throat> W.O.L. only played uh, blues music. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I got there that Miss Hughes decided to open it up and let me. Can I play some music that mm-hmm. I know? Do I always have to play Clarence Carter mm-hmm. stroking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Yep. Remember that song? Yep, I remember it. <laughs> um, so they allowed me to play modern music, and that's what attracted the the, the Jody Watleys mm-hmm. and the Cheryl Lynns. And so here's Salt and Pepper. So they, the girls, were, they were big in D.C. They were huge they were everywhere huge at that particular point, right. at least on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And so I'm interviewing them, and it's Salt and Pepper, and Herbie's in the corner. And that's it. Done. The next day, I get a phone call from Herbie saying, you know, I'd like to meet with you. So I meet. Now, mind you, I'm making $9,000 a year, right. but I'm happy, right. you know. And, uh, you, and know, you could get by back then. Yes. Yes. And life was good. Right. And so he says, the girls want you to be the new Spinderella. Wow. But how tempting was that? Not at all. Really? No. I wanted to, A, I was still into the parent-pleasing mode. Mm-hmm. My parents would have killed me. If you became you wa- a rapper. You waste your college Wait, you're degree. you're not a rapper. You're a rapper. To DJ. be a rapper. Right? They couldn't even deal with the DJ <laughs> yeah. thing. But the idea of the, because they didn't know that. You right. know, they, they know doctor, lawyer, Indian mm-hmm. chief. Yes, yes, you know, yes. old black parents. Mm-hmm. That, that's what they see as success. They don't know radio DJ right. or whatnot. Right. But a rapper? Please. So number one, I didn't want to disappoint my parents. I was still in that mode. Number two, I wanted to follow my own dream. And while I like, um, I work well with others, mm-hmm. I'm better as the captain of my own ship. I got it. Like, I could not be on a panel show. Right, I got it. Like, The View, and right. I love those girls. Right. Or, like, Salt and Pepper and Spindle. Like, no. Right. Like, here's Wendy. Ta-da! Do you still DJ at all? I mean, personally? Like, privately? Funny you ask. So my husband, um, who I had given, I I'd gifted my husband earlier when we, we just celebrated our 18th wedding anniversary like three days ago. I just celebrated my 19th. Yeah. Congratulations. Something Thank about you. November. And so so um, when I met him, I he expressed interest in DJing and mm-hmm. I bought Al Scratch turntables. Mm-hmm. You know, remember Ill and Al Scratch? I represented him. Down, mm, I'll take it. I represented okay. Al Scratch. So, so I said, well, you know, let me get him some turntables right. for a gift and I bought Al Scratch turntables. Um, and he used to mess around in there and then when he wasn't in the house, I used to mess around. Right. I wouldn't mind doing it as a hobby, but not, like I'm not, all, you know what I want? I want to be the best talk show host I can be. Right, right, right. Whatever byproducts are great. But my next move is to move along into philanthropy. Right, nice. You know, I mean, I have a clothing line at HSN. It's doing mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine how incredible at least one Wendy Williams DJed event would be. That would be 
phenomenal. Oh my God. It would be pretty incredible. What? Oh, especially and she's got to walk a- out of the room because <laughs> Chance knows nothing. <laughs> especially in the age of celebrity DJs, Wendy. Is that at least tempting to do it once? Listen. Yes. The, um, for the right check? It's it is it, for the right check, yes, sure. Yes. I'd rather I'd rather do that versus um a lot of other things. Right. Um I mean I don't mind. My my taste in music though might have your head spinning. Right. You know, but, can, that, but is it that's that's what a DJ is supposed yeah. to do. I can go anywhere from the clash mm-hmm. to Beanie Siegel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I can go can we gutter, do the Webster, we should I do some Webster Hall Windy, man. Webster Hall yeah. Windy. Were you into house music back in the day? Yes. You know, I also wanted to cut a record. Mm. I, want, I, I, I talked to, to them about this years ago. I love the theme song for um, the talk show, Feel mm-hmm. It, Feel It, Feel It, mm-hmm. Say It Like You Mean mm-hmm. It. And, and that was um, put together by David Vanacore, who did the um, theme song for Survivor, right. or Survival, Survivor. And I was sitting in his office, and he's like, tell me about yourself. You know, he's sitting back, and I was like, well, I'm very expressive. I'm from Jersey. You know, I say what I say and I mean what I mean. And, you know, so when you hear the word, feel it, feel it. And then, and, and then, and then what's your favorite era of music? I said, disco, of course. Ooh, yep, and yep. that's where you hear the ooh, yep, ooh in yep, the song. Yep, yep, yep. But what I would like to do is put out a mega mix of that mm. and have them play it in the club. There, there's, I think, I think with your fan base, it would do very well. It'd be very, cute. Very, well. It'd be cute. You know, you said something um, on the Howard Stern show that I really appreciate. Oh, God, Jack, really? You yeah. and your research. I, I, I'm a lawyer. Damn you. I'm a lawyer, right? <laughs> and I'm a cancer, too, so. Really? July 8th. 18th? I know. We both want to cry? I, I, I want to cry all the time. Me, too! As a matter of fact, recently, internet. Oh, my gosh. I've been crying a lot recently. I've been real sentimental this past mm-hmm. month, so I've cried the most in November that I've ever done in my well, entire he's crying. life. Huh? Who hurt your feelings? Mind your goddamn business. They too. I, I, I just, I just told you they what I did. They're gonna ask you. So, Internet, tag them, ask them yeah. why he was crying. To, to me, my, you know, my favorite cancers are the ones that show out the most emotionally. So my favorite cancers are Fifty, Fifty Cent. Yes, because he can't control himself. Right, right, right. And um, <laughs> George Bush, because he was such an asshole. Little Kim. Week. Little Kim. Nelson Mandela. Ne- I didn't know Nelson Mandela. July eighteenth. We're okay. born on the same okay. day. Okay, and Wendy Williams. Look, as my tears fall. Yes. Oh. While I still talk, we're so misunderstood, right? So misunderstood. Because <laughs> we, you know what, the shell, like we're the first ones to cut you good, and you don't mm-hmm. even see the knife mm-hmm. coming, mm-hmm. right? Ak, you got that sword. <laughs> yup, yup. <laughs> um, but but one thing you said on the Howard Stern show that I really appreciate, because the only other person I've ever heard say this is my wife. So my wife is. Father's black, her mother's Chinese. She's she's Blasian. Okay, Blasian. Um, when she got married to me, a lot of West Indian women were like, "Well, why'd you marry a blood, black man? You could have married anybody." And she said, "Because all my life, I had great black male role models like my father. And why would I do that? Why would I bring somebody else home to my father?" And I've heard you speak about Kevin, and I see you where s- you're going. Yeah, and I and I, I've never heard anybody say the same thing. Well, I feel like. Um, you know, I was only one of four blacks to graduate from Ocean Township High mm-hmm. School in New Jersey. Right. And the other three blacks called me white girl. Right. And I was misunderstood by the whites because a lot of times, no disrespect to white people, but a lot of times when you meet a black person who you um, have a lot in common with, for some reason you feel as though that black person has forsaked their own mm. to be on your side. Right. In other words, I was probably in high school on the down low, most likely to marry white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? I've always been proud black. Mm-hmm. And 
while I have nothing against interracial relationships right. at, all. at all, I feel like people like us who become successful in black, there was, there was, I forgot the article. It was years ago when I was in college. They said, and this is $60,000 was big back then. Uh, Black men, once they make over $60,000, deal with white women. Right. And there was something to that. Shout out there to was, Jay Diggs. There, there was something to that. And I said, you know what? I'm not that girl. Like, right. I'm going to, I want to be a shining example on every level I possibly can for my people. I mean, I might not have time to be out on the front lines and protesting and marching. And I might not have a lot of time to do a lot of things. But I want to be the best example I can for my people right. while still embracing the rest. I don't need to walk around with a black fist up. That's not it. You don't it. need to get the Black Lives Matter tattooed. No, nope, don't need to do shoulder. any of that. Right, right. But but what I feel is I feel proud yes. that I'm married to a black man mm-hmm. and I have a black son and my black father who's still alive and my black brother and you know black men are all I've ever known right. and I've mm. never desired to be anything but a black woman, like like the blackness. Yeah. Mm. It's important. And I think, you know, you don't have to be out there changing world politics or curing cancer or AIDS. Or how about... Rep- represent your family. How about even when you're young, the way I spoke made the other three black kids also say, you're a white girl, you're a white girl. Really? I got more black in my pinky than you do. Mm-hmm. If I got to talk like this and like that, then that's not me. Then I'm not your black. Right, 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 right. But I'm going to show you. And so guess who shows up in the audience regularly? Yes. People that I grew up with, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, black kids, you know, whether it's from towns next door, you know, Asbury, Neptune, whatever. They might have called me white girl, you know, um, and the white kids that I went to school with who probably assumed that I'd be most likely to marry black and, you know, or excuse me, white Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And they say, here's Wendy. And my big black ass comes out, you know. (laughs) Well, not so big right now. Not not big at all right now. Well, you know, and my, and my, you know, my husband from Brownsville, Brooklyn, Knuckles Dragon, here he comes. Yo, 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 (laughs) yo, yo, he don't even, he don't even, um, yo. I was supposed to marry a Barack, I think, mm. according to my right, parents. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? I couldn't see you with a Barack, though. Uh, I've dated them before. Yeah, it's not fun. No. Barack smoked like, weed. Like, nigga, what the fuck? You no. like that? No. <laughs> Smoking weed does not define fun. Right, 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 right. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've dated those because mm-hmm. I thought that's what I was mm-hmm. supposed to be. Right. And, 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 but look at you right now. Like, you guys have weathered the storm. 18 years is nothing <sighs> yeah. to sneeze at. And, and, and reading your story, you know, how... You've helped Kevin, and how Kevin has helped you yeah. is really fantastic. It's very when, symbiotic. When, when you when you write about how he really held you down yeah. throughout your recovery, mm-hmm. it, 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 it almost seems... Now, it, hold on, Jack. What? It wasn't a recover freaking re Right. Oh, no, that was... No. Weaning... I... No, he okay. didn't wean nothing. Right. I was the one who said, it's time to stop. You did all the heavy lifting. And I'm going to tell you why. But his kindness. No, I got 30 seconds on this topic. Because I don't want you. I didn't go to rehab. Mm -hmm. 
My 20s were totally lost mm-hmm. in the source of mm-hmm. cocaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did I do it? Because I could. Shit was be- fun back be- then. It was fun. It's not fun right now, Internet. It was fun. <laughs> I wasn't going broke. Mm-hmm. I always lived well. Right. Like, you know, you know, in terms of being able to do and buy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I dated often and a lot, Mm -hmm. which is why when girls say, where are the boys? I'm like, are you blind? They're everywhere. My dance card was always full. But, you know, you know, you you know, you get near your 30s and you realize you've never been busted. Mm -hmm. You I was popular on the radio from the time I touched a microphone in New York. Mm -hmm. I had never been busted on the West Side Highway. Mm -hmm. I never shamed my parents mm-hmm. you know and my family is a prominent family right, you were never in the in tabloids right. never in the tabloids mm-hmm. nothing like that and now i meet this boy and he's seven years younger than me mm-hmm. uh, a man though mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and i and he would see it glassy eyed and whatnot i might even have a rim around my nose but he never said anything. never said anything what, what of is that? all the tough that he was he would never say anything because that was heartbreaking right and so it broke my because heart. Because you were so strong and together to him. I mean, you know, he was my new boyfriend right, at right, the time. Right, right, right. But I liked him. Right. Like, let's see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Like, can I give it a chance, please? No, wait, hold on. Let me go in the bathroom. And then mm-hmm. come back out of the bathroom. Maybe he'd see something in my eyes and just kind of give me that look. Yo, yo, I'm, yo, I'm going to mm. watch Kung Fu, mm. you know, over at that TV. Right. And I'd sit in the other room and continue getting high. And, you know, after a while, you realize that, you know, you're breaking someone's heart. But most importantly, you're lucky that you escaped unscathed. Stop. You tempted fate enough. Right. right. So as opposed to participating five days a week, it'd be four days and then three days and then two days and then none. And I did it on my own. Wow. You know, mind over matter. So he didn't do it. Nobody did it. I did it on my own. But there was... um, there was a reason for it, and that is I'm approaching 30 now, and I want a better life for myself right. and my career. Every... And it didn't, it didn't equate having that in your life. What? That, the, Coke? Coke. Um, it didn't make sense. Right, exactly. Right. It, didn't, it didn't equate, and every year of my career, it's gotten better and better and better. I can't tell you that there's been a worse time, right. not even when I had to shoot my way out of New York. But how smart is that, Wendy? Because most people I don't know. have bad habits, and they're intelligent, I don't but know. they don't ever know when to let it go until they hit rock bottom. Yeah, no, there was never a rock bottom right. for me. Never, that's ever, a, that's ever. That's amazing. Even my bosses, right. even my bosses, I'd go to work, they'd look right in my eyes, and no. I had one boss who used to say, another one of those nights. Mm. And I'd look at him like, "Mm -hmm." Mm mm-hmm. See, back in Frankie's day, they'd send you to rehab. Mm -hmm. Frankie Crocker. The God. The legend. There was a time where radio would pay for a lot of stuff. Like when a jock would go out on an appearance, you'd be in a stretch limo and you could bring all your friends with mm-hmm. you and there'd be liquor in the back and they'd drop you off. You'd go to two clubs a night for two hours a pop, mm. you know, and come home with like geeing off mm-hmm. cash and cash and gifts and whatever cash else. gifts, whatever else you'd be smoking your weed, sniffing your blow, the driver, you'd be in a stretch limo. Mm-hmm. This is before SUVs mm-hmm. were the big thing. You could bring your friends or whatever. I used to be sitting in the back of the limo because I would never do my dirt by my lonely right. and, and get my money by my lonely. Right. I would never bring friends. I'd be in giant limo. That's brilliant also, though. By myself with a security guard who I'd make sit in the front. The, the station would hire the security guard. Mm-hmm. Sit in the front with the driver, pull up the panel. I'd be back there just 
what the hell is my life? Right. Wow. In a good way. Right. Because, you know, I'm young and pretty, New York City mm-hmm, girl mm-hmm. doing it. New York City? 25, 35. Nope. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm not dead. I'm glad you're not dead. Either. And I'm glad I was never arrested. And yeah. I'm glad that I can tell my own story yep. because there were very few to know people. I mean, there there are perhaps the people I cop from, you know, who could have told the story. Right. But I, I'm telling it first. Right. To squash anything yep. you could say. Yep. Amazing. And um and and I'm not proud of those years, and I'm not proud of you know many things that I've done, but they were necessary right. to get me here. Yep. To season seven of the Wendy Show. There you go. Crazy. You get to New York. You go to St. Croix. You come to New York. You hit New York radio. When do you start turning up? Like when do you start really developing the Wendy Williams character? The scary, infamous. 1990. 1990. Yeah. Um, um, they fired me at um, Hot 103.9. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually the jock who signed on Hot 97, ironically. Mm-hmm. Happened at midnight. I forgot what day of the week. But because I was the midnight to 5 a.m. Right, girl, right. I was the one who flipped the switch. Mm-hmm. So now we are no longer Hot 103.9. We're now Hot 97. Wow. Same format of music, though, mm-hmm. freestyle dance mm-hmm. music. But um, I flipped the switch to that. So that was me. And um, uh, they fired me. They didn't need a reason. I didn't have a contract, but I was making $60,000 back in 1988, mm. which was... Plus nice. appearance money. That was nice. People, Better. Went to, people went to college to graduate making 40. Honey, yeah. I had no college loan. No. I had no, owed no car no note. No real, I was no. wealthy and right. Coke was only $35 mm-hmm, a gram. Mm-hmm. I was doing it. Yeah. Was the Reagan era? Who was that? It's, Ra- yeah. no, it's Bush. Reagan, Ra- Bush. Reagan going into first, first Bush. Yeah, Bush. Right. Bush. Um, so they fired me um, and in 1990. Um, they called me in and they didn't need a reason. I didn't have a contract. I cried in the office mm-hmm. first and last time I ever cry in front of a boss. Right. Um, then I got a job two weeks later because I hustle at WPLJ 95.5, mm-hmm. which, you know, is still alive here in New mm-hmm. York, mm-hmm. you know, because if you want to be a jock, you don't just do radio because you want to, you know, hear future. If you really love radio, you'll do country music. You'll do top 40 music. You'll do urban music like if you real and if you're a real community you really if love. you're a real communicator right. then you'll stop splitting verbs and and speak mainstream you know language as opposed to street or too high class right, right. or whatever you know you know you, you so you communicate i've been you one communicate of those pe- with everyone i've always been one of those people right. to be able to cut across the lines right. of people and not intentionally just because it's how I was raised. So I worked at PLJ. Um, and after three months, I realized that I don't see any growth here. Right. And so I left there. But I was moonlighting by talking to Tony Gray, who was the mm-hmm. um, program director at 98.7 Kiss. And Shout had, out to Fred Bugs. Yes. And he had nothing available at that time. But Tony said that they can bring me in and put me in doing traffic. Mm for the morning show traffic yes oh please but i did the traffic right. like i only had a minute every four times an hour did you turn up that traffic yes because i'd be like this is wendy williams toot toot beep beep in the traffic uh, okay and then back out <laughs> and jeff fox left along with me mm. ken spider webb kind of looked down at me mm. um really yeah okay hi ken right i forgive you he would look down at me you know but then again whatever black radio was different back then also there was a class kind of like if you're not on our level yes we you can't sit with us yes 
And um, and so Tony Gray, the program director who hired me, ended up leaving the station maybe three months afterwards. And this guy named Vinnie Brown ended mm-hmm. up being the program director. And Vinnie and I clicked. And he, coming from a DJ perspective and then program director. See, Tony Gray was not a, pro- a DJ. Right. He was just a boss. Mm-hmm. You know, when you come from the pit of a DJ and then you become a boss, then you get the creativity. You, you, and, you understand the workings of the, of, of right. the ship. Right. So, so you know, Vinny want me to pe- play, you know, the 12 songs an hour, mm. time and temperature, take a break and shut up. Right. You know, finally, I'm just like, look, Vin, you know, Vin, I was at the club last night. Oh, I saw Brand Nubian doing this, mm-hmm. Mary J doing that. Mm-hmm. This dude Keith Sweat was mm-hmm. up from down south mm-hmm. in New York. He was doing this Killing and that. Mm-hmm. And Noel, who sings Silent Morning, yep, yep. was there as mm-hmm. well. Now look, we can either play this music straight, or I can tell what I saw in the club. Were you getting the foresight? Wow. To 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 to. to I would even... pull. I would pull out my beer, my Heineken, because this is when we were wearing leather medallions mm-hmm. and drinking Heineken, mm-hmm. not gold and popping champagne. Right. So I was like, look, here's my napkin because I got turned up also. Mm-hmm. But I remember everything. Let me just go down this. So you were taking notes. Yes. While you were out. Are you, are you kidding me? I'm the original I spy. Holy shit. Taking so you notes. you were embedded. Drinking. Right. And, and working at the same time. And having a great time. And having a wonderful right, time. Right, right, And so I, I'm like, Vinny, look, just let me play four, you know, five songs an hour. I got to tell this Mary thing mm-hmm. and then let me tease the other side by saying all right so now you know after that mary part we're gonna play this mary song but wait until i have to tell you or you know what i have to tell you next about what i saw brand nubian doing mm-hmm. and people would hang on like a vice script to the show it was the art of the tease mm-hmm. the art of the tease and before you know it Vinny subscribed to it and I was number one wow. all across the boards in New York. Wow. And BLS used to try to hire people mm-hmm. to swat me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Z100 was not doing the business. Right. And I was Billboard Magazine, 1992, I believe, uh, Radio Personality of the Year, my wow. first big award. Wow. Not that awards matter because, you know, most talented people who were hated or feared get awards don't get awards don't get awards don't get awards awards are for suckers okay in a lot of cases you know people who who kiss ass submit submit to the process but um yeah yeah and it's all and after that i was in new york popping um germany i was syndicated kobe japan crazy wendy it got to a point though man where you you had to wear a bulletproof vest Oh my gosh, stop reading so much. Are you serious? You had to wear a bulletproof vest. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's that cancer shit. What 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 happened? Like how how ill did it get? How real did it get, Wendy? How you know, real did it get? Um, well, um, I was sent a dead fish. Oh shit. You know, in a shoebox mm-hmm. with a note that who, said who sent it? Big Mouth Bitches Sleep with Dead Fishes. Oh shit. Who sent that? I don't, that sounds like a Kim rhyme. You right know there. what? This that is, sounds like a Kim rhyme. It's very irrelevant, right? Of course. But you know when so you got sent a dead fi- a dead fish, a dead fish. You like um, get the fuck out of here, a dead fish. No, I wasn't get the fuck out. But I, that's I, a movie shit. No, I cursed. Oh my god, I don't curse. Okay, I'm sorry. Oops. No, you, yeah, you, 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 you can turn up here, but if you if you want, nobody's gonna. No, listen. you know what's really weird in yeah. all my years of broadcasting, like I, I don't curse. Right. When the mic's hot, I automatically know. But in my real life, I will curse you yes. under the table. Okay. 
under the table. So we so we so, um, so we got a Wendy curse. Okay, so we got so we I got the dead fish, and I also had a stalker. The dead fish was from a rapper, mm-hmm. and the stalker was your Geico guy, you know, like a trench coat. Mm-hmm. A nice side part. I think there's more of them now in the age of uh, social media. And he stalked me at the radio station and sent some heart horrific, horrific stuff. We had to get Midtown South involved. Wow. Like what stuff? Then just love letters and candies and things like that. We had to get a restraining order. And the guy, you know, he was white and middle-aged. Mm. So he's the guy who you least su- would suspect. Not, the authorities are not paying attention. No, and neither were the people at the front desk of the radio station. I mean, there was a point where he was waiting in the lot. Anyway, he stopped at the radio station because Midtown South got him, and he followed me, and I did not know this, back to my um, apartment in Jersey City. I used to live in Newport. And um, he followed me back there, and he was able to slip something. You know that that thing under the door where sometimes you live in an apartment, and there's like that quarter-inch gap. He would slip mess under my door and stuff. I'm sorry. And... um, you know, so between that and the dead fish and he, he was talking crazy. Mm. And so and then going out, you know, and and hosting parties. I mean, you know, back in the day as a as a young girl in New York who was wildly popular, I was caking off, mm-hmm. you know, just just going out and saying oop, oop on a microphone right, right, right. after doing my main job. Right. It was fabulous. Mm-hmm. Lee Dangerous. Mm. To be big mouth, that's crazy. Wendy, that's at crazy. that time, yeah. Man. Did you carry? No. Okay. But you knew some people. I didn't carry, but yeah, I knew I knew people, and um, you aren't know, you glad you don't live that lifestyle anymore? Oh like, God, that, that you don't have to look over your shoulder like that. Well, you know, we all have to look over right. our shoulders, but 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 like that though. Um, no, I I I feel like I will never really. And this is a good thing. I will never really escape being Wendy on the radio, mm-hmm. and I love it. Really? I, I love going from market to market and talking to, you know, like doing interviews right, right, and right. whatnot. And people say, you know, young, not young girls, but, you know, a 30-year-old woman, 35-year-old, I got into this because of you. Mm. You know, I love you. I love you. People can recite my chapter and verse. I can't believe I've become that person mm. that that my radio people look to. Right. But by the same token... If I said one wrong word about, you know, Sticky Fingers cousin, who's mm-hmm. uh, Onyx, shout out to you. I love Sticky mm-hmm. Fingers, but I'm just saying. What up, Fredro? Onyx, is the, they're no longer on the map right. regarding modern music. Right, right, right. But it takes that one person who is still living their mind from the back in the day yes. to say, mm-hmm, Wendy, in 1994, I remember you, you said dis- this yep. about, you I know. I don't take no disrespectful South shit, side. Right, right, right. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. So, no, I... I love that I am fabric of hip hop mm. and I love to celebrate it. And I don't feel like it's like old Miss Young trying right. to do it. Right. It's, it's you know? who you are. Because no, for men, right. if I was a 51 year old man, it'd be fine. Right. You know, but to be a 51 year old, it's like Latifah coming out with a rap album. And I love Latifah mm-hmm. and she's so talented, and but so coming out successful. with a rap right. album right now or MC Light, those, it looks crazy right. because they're women you're supposed to be, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yet Jay-Z is the same age mm-hmm. and he can rap. Right, right, right. It's unfair. It's yep. unfair. Yep. And so, you know, I love my MOP still. Yes. You know. As you're supposed to. Yes. 
as you're supposed to listen. Let's go to a quick break. Internet, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, the CombatJackShow.com. We got Wendy Williams in the building, F your radio, F your TV show, and F your podcast. Internet, this portion of the Combat Jack Show is sponsored by, take a guess. No, no, no. It's sponsored by Bevel, the superior shaving system designed for people with coarse curly hair and sensitive skin. Guess what, Internets? You know what time it is. It's the holiday season, and it's time for you to make sure all your ho-ho-hos is happy with your shaving job. The only shaving system designed to please all your hoes is Bevel. Ladies, you got to please your um, significant others, too. Your, Your husbands, your kids, you know, your brothers, your uncles. You know what I'm saying? Go get that Bevel. Punch in the promo code C-O-M-B-A-T for 20% off all your purchases. Right now, don't ever let them tell you I didn't give you nothing for these holidays. As a matter of fact, motherfuckers, I gave y'all something the entire year. Thanks to the homie Tristan Walker. Go to GetBevel.com. Punch in promo code C-O-M-B-A-T, 20% off. Shave like a boss. Enjoy your holidays. Now back to the show. Internet, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, the CombatJackShow.com. We got... Wendy Williams in the building, queen of all media. I'm so honored to be talking to you right now. Oh. You, you, you inspire me right now as we speak. I love that. Let's talk more about uh, your history in New York radio. Wait, can I say something yes. b- before? Because during the break, I was reminded um, to remind everybody um, I'm now a comedian. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're doing stand up now, right? Messy, sloppy. Stand up. You might find it funny. It's a different side of me. Um, I toured all summer from Chicago to St. Louis, um, Dallas and, and, and Houston, like I, all around the country. I do a one hour, what's only supposed to be 45 minutes, but I end up staying on like in Tampa. I was on for an hour and a half. Wow. An hour and a half. Yeah. Doing stand up. Well, I'm not a comedian. Right. I'm a storyteller. Okay. And with this- comedic elements. Well, if the more you drink, the more you laugh. There you go. That's what I say. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I tell stories about encounters with pimps, mm. dick, <laughs> drugs, mm-hmm. um, and mess. Mm. You know, I don't. Um, it's not knock knock jokes, and. Uh, it's I think you'll and I wear something different than a pencil skirt the way I dress on the show you know shellacked hair and a pencil skirt because that's daytime TV and I like it but can I wear some poom poom shorts Mm, yes you can that are too short for a woman of Mm -hmm. a particular age Mm -hmm. can I wear a tight Mm t-shirt you know can I twerk or try Wendy, how how does that fit? Like as a new glove, as, a, as how does that fit though? Like, tight. Is it, is it is it no? But I'm saying, is it uncomfortable still? Or have you has has have you gotten accustomed to it? That to me, that's frightening to well, really stand up in front of an audience. Yeah, yeah, and and I've been doing, and my theaters are anywhere from you know. 750 I did at the Venetian in Vegas to 2,000 people. And the one thing that I have over a lot of people is that I've never been scared to talk in front of an audience, Mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't get stage fright. fright. How have the responses been? Nobody's throwing tomatoes. Okay. Have you you ever had crickets in the audience? Yeah, but no. Here's the thing. Yes. When you have crickets, you you address the crickets. Mm -hmm. Oh, you all didn't find that funny? Yeah. <laughs> well, how about this? Right. And then you you, you know, mm-hmm. um no, I it's it's been very successful. You know, I have a little set that I travel with 
you know, a, a visual set and a, a DJ. And I've had opening acts, everybody from Ed Lover mm. and Cypher Sounds yes. to Cypher? Roy Wood mm-hmm. Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, I have. He's amazing. Yes. He's, he's definitely on fire right now. Yeah. Roy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. yeah. Fire. So I had the honor. I mean, he opened with me for 17 of my dates this past summer. We, tra- we traveled. Why, it was a, like a circus. Well, I don't know how Ray got, uh, Roy got there, but I know for me, um, I traveled through plane, but there was also a tour bus mm. with a king size bed. In the back. Nice. Like, I felt like little Kim or I felt like Rihanna. I'm on the road. Like, oh, my I'm, gosh. I'm really on the road. And look, and look, and my people were up in the front. And I hear them all watching bootleg movies and laughing and eating Cheetos and stuff. But I'm in the back and the door is closed. And I'm like. <sighs> what do you call your people? My people. Your people. No name. Well, what do you want? I don't. I mean, I don't want you to do posse? anything. I mean, like, like, what, like Howard has the whack pack. Like, do you have a name for your your people? Just your people. Oh no, yeah, no, they're just my people. Okay. And in terms of the people who who watch and have listened, I don't I don't call people who watch our show fans. Mm-hmm. I don't like that word fan. Mm-hmm. I think it speaks to talking down to people. Right. I call them Wendy watchers. There you go, Wendy watchers. Okay. Yeah, I Wendy like watchers. That. I like that. And then my people. Right. And I have about two hundred of my people who um, are employed at the Wendy Show. Nice. So I feel um, an immense responsibility. Thank God. For sobriety and maturity, say, mm-hmm. say, because this is where it counts. When you see one of your um, staffers walking around pregnant, you know, and you're out, you know, partying and, and doing what you shouldn't be doing when you should be sleeping and mm-hmm. waking up in the morning because mm-hmm. these people are relying on their, you know, their health insurance yep. and whatnot. Yep. Yep. Right. So I'm glad I have no. That's why I have no regrets about the 20s and the 30s mm-hmm. because they give me the insight. That that time has given me the insight and the maturity to deal with being a mother of, of a 15-year-old mm-hmm. during a trying time mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. um, a, a wife, and most importantly, a boss mm-hmm. of all these people who are counting on so me. So you've got to lead by example. And I can't, I, I, I got to admit, those who haven't partied, Too bad. I you missed a lot. Too bad. Yep, exactly. But if you're mature now and you're still partying, you are corny as hell. <laughs> you are corny as hell. Go home. Yep, go Get home. some sleep. Yep. Your kids are watching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Definitely. You know, you, you mentioned it earlier uh, about your love and how hip-hop is a part of you. But I don't think you get celebrated enough for how much you've contributed. I don't to, think so either. For the culture. Like, you really contributed to culture. Like, when we talk about... The heydays of like Hot 97, like you were in that tank. Man, LL Cool J was the first famous person I ever interviewed. Mm. That was back when I Need a Beat was out. I was on college radio. Wow. He remembers it Mm -hmm. and I remember it. Wow. You know, uh, Mantronics, Fresh is the Word Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. I mean, I have been around. Right. Around. I knew Benzino when he was part of the, um, what was his crew? Almighty RSO. He- uh, hell yeah. Damn, I was about I to that. say Made Men. Okay. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> oh, RSO. Yeah, I was yeah. the jock who introduced New Edition before you all ever knew them. At uh, I was hired for for a few dollars to bring them on during our radio. Anyway, it was in, in Boston. Right. You know, I know Robbie, Ricky, and Mike, mm-hmm, and all of mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. Maurice Starr, the Johnson Star. crew. The Johnson crew. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Man. I've been around. Yeah. I've been around. But you also shaped hip-hop radio. 
Like you really shaped hip hop radio. Probably for women more so than right, men. Right. I mean, men, you all have, you know, your men privilege. But for women, yeah, girls, you don't have to just be that soft girl in the cut with the with the slow music. And mm. no disrespect to those right. who do it. Right, right, right. It's just not, I'm just not this girl. Right. She created a blueprint. Yeah. In a time where hip hop, New York radio didn't have any, they didn't have a standard to, to live by. It was like. <laughs> and also, but also even people, you know, this whole, you know, you can. They say, but also I've witnessed, you can find a Wendy on almost every radio station around the country. Right. The girl who comes in with the gossip minute, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and she might be a jock there. But most importantly, that gossip minute, that that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my work. Yeah. It's amazing how um, years ago, mm-hmm. the thing that struck a nerve mostly in hip hop was the whole gay rapper. I knew you were going here. Damn you, you know, Jack. You know I had to But go now there. everyone's gay, though, right? Now, now everyone's gay. Who called it? You called it. Thank you. You called it. Yeah, um, I used to think it was like a myth, like it wasn't something that was real. It was like a uni- like a like rap unicorn. To, as a kid, you just hear it on the radio. You, you go on in your travels. You're like, ah, that's a myth. That's not gonna happen. And now here we are in 2015-16. It's front and center. Yeah, you know. Well, it's it's not a surprise to me, but it's a surprise to many. I remember um, when I first started dating Kevin. Um, you know, you know, we went out, and it was kind of more like, I guess, an experiment from the hood. You know, let me go out with a, you know, I'll bring you back all the notes. I guess to his people in the hood, whatever. Right. Anyway, he ended up falling hard. But one of the things that I will never forget um, that resonated with him was he knew I was the stuff starter on the radio. And just assumed everything was BS. Right. Until he became my right arm. Right. Going every place and saying, oh, my God. You're really affecting. Yup. Yeah, and you've been onto something all along. Right. And I'm like, wow. yeah, that, that's why I do. That's why I am by my lonely. Because right. when people don't understand, then get out. Right. Then I don't I don't have time for you. Tra- I've always enjoyed my own company more than anyone else's. Travel light, right? And Travel light and travel far. Travel far. You know who but, told me that? Who? Bugsy. 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 I love Bugsy, man. He's such a good Travel guy. Travel light travel far do you ever feel you went too far no ever please i'm here you're here are you serious did you ever feel like you know what okay i didn't go too far but maybe i should just make amends with somebody anybody no No, ever uh i have felt that i there there are there are questions i've left out because publicists have strong armed me to leave them out Mm -hmm. and i feel as though there are people that i've been too light on Mm -hmm. that i should have been just right not hard but just too light Mm. Too light. Right. And you don't ever want to be too light. I want to be fair. Right. People aren't like to me. You've asked me everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I came in here. Yeah, she's sitting right here. Chance, the publicist. Mm-hmm. But Chance didn't tell you what not to ask. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why can't I ask what I want to ask? Of course. You know, as a smart person, you ask me something I don't want to answer. Then I'll say, all due respect, of course, Jack. Of course. Of course. Right. Don't want to answer. Of course. And then I call you dear or something like that. And that'll soothe everything over. I'm sorry, Jackie. That's okay. I can't answer that. (laughs) Um, Hot 97. About Hot 97 and about my radio career in general, Mm -hmm. I have always been the underdog. I've always been the one to bring the coins to the table for the radio station in terms of ratings Mm -hmm. and popularity. And I've always been the one because of that and because of my non-willingness to conform like the rest of a lot of people I've worked for mm-hmm. uh, or with. Mm. Uh, my non-willing, when, when I get done with my shift, I hang up my headphones, I go back to my home. I don't want to dwell around the radio station right. and gossip right, and right. talk with me. Like, right, right. Uh, you Chatty know, Patty. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm busy. Right. Um, even if it's busy doing nothing. Um, 
people have had it in for me. Wendy, where do you get the courage, though, to push the buttons? Where does that come from? Like, I, I say that I because know. I'm not that person. I don't want to be that person, but I don't think I could even be that courageous. Man, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. All right, Wendy. You're a really good talker. Thank you. How has your life changed with all the success you have right now on television? Um, how has it changed? Um, uh, all right. Well, the way I grew up, even though I didn't grow up with, you know, a bunch of money or anything like that, you know, we had a lovely house, Mm -hmm. two-car garage, Mm -hmm. two parents in the house. I got my Louis Vuitton bag for college or high school graduation and all that kind of spoiled tree. Mm -hmm. So I can't say, you know, I'm buying more or doing more. Like I had all the eyes odds and all that when I was in high school and junior high Mm -hmm. and bass shoes Mm -hmm. and whatnot and camp and good stuff. Um, So in terms of things... It's only progressed in a natural progression. Mm-hmm. It's changed regarding purchases. We'll start with first. Um, I don't know how much a gallon of milk is, mm-hmm. but I know when I need the milk, right, I it. go in there. Right. Food is my luxury. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, I'm not clipping coupons or, or what whatnot. I, food is my luxury. Right. And um, that's changed a lot because... In growing up, like we'd only, my mom would put out the box of tissues only when company came over. If you had to blow your nose in between that, you know, and there was no company, then you use toilet paper. And we would use, um, I remember there's a brand called Terry, Terry paper towels. And we would use Terry paper towels. But after you dry your hands in the kitchen at the sink, then you put the paper towel down, you let it dry off. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, somebody will reuse it again for something. (laughs) Well, we don't do that now at the Hunter household. That's my marital name. At the Hunter household, all bets are off. Mm -hmm. You know, who wants what? That's that. (laughs) The best of everything. And we sleep with the lights on. Right. Okay. opposed to, you know, you walk out of a room, you turn the lights off and whatnot. Save that energy, save that money. save nothing. Save nothing. No. Okay. No. What? No. No. So, oh, and always the best pulpy orange juice. Yes. None of that. Pulpy? You you like pulpy? Not real pulpy. I don't like pulpy. pulpy. Right, right. Just a little little hint of pulp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, put some salts in that. And and so how has it changed? Um, um, I watch my back a lot more than I care to. Right. But I also feel as though I think that's regular people's thing that they need to watch also. Right. You know, um, I realize that it only takes one person to ruin your life. Mm-hmm. And I've always been paranoid. Ask anybody that I know from even when I was a little girl to right now. Th- my paranoia just seems to be a part of the fabric of America now. Right. Like Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, hell no. I'm not yeah, going to be a man. Hell no. Hell no. New Fuck Year's Macy's. Hell I'm no. not going to buy Macy's. No. Hell no. Nope. 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 Um, when, uh, if Armageddon comes, you have to have a few small bills in your wallet yep. because you might not be able to get the gas. Yep. Credit card won't work. They're not going to take, you know, a $50 bill. Yep. Um, um, but I'm able to provide yes. for our son. That's excellent. Like, our son, like I didn't grow up with parents who could just call up and make things happen for me. They were educators. Now for our son, I just feel like he's my little Lord Fauntleroy, mm-hmm. you know. The world is his oyster. Yep. All he has to do is be a decent human being yep. and and also be able to carry the ball. Because I can quarterback it to you. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. White people, hi, how you doing, white people? How you doing? White people have been doing this forever. Centuries. Nepotism. Yes, of course. So why can't I nepotize? No, that's, so that's, if that's, I, what, that's what we're going to do. Right. But a lot of kids who get nepotized aren't able to see it through. Right. You see? So our goal, me and my husband, is to... Make sure that the boy sees it through, 
when I throw the ball or when we throw the ball, that he, he knows, sees he knows the play. He knows the play. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy, what's next for you? New media? This is what's next. Yes. Um, I, my contract is renewed through 2022. Nice. Um, at that particular point, I hope that I'm Dr. Wendy Hunter. Wow. I would like to have my doctorate in, um, in communication. Uh, wow. From that's, some that's, sort that's of, going to happen, and, and I would also happen. like to moonlight as a professor. Okay, because I feel as though parents, including my own, spend a lot of money to send our kids to college, and no disrespect to professors, but they are taught by people who've never executed. Of course. So if you've mm. never touched a mic, Academia's, how are you telling me yep. how to how touch it. a mic? Mm-hmm. Say so I can be the real deal at a college. Like I would like to do that. The Hunter Foundation for the good of the people. That's me and Mike Evans. Philanthropy. I really want to be able to give back. I don't have time for that right now. Like I do, I do what I can and the Hunter Foundation is in, in full force right Mm -hmm. now. But you have to understand doing a live show plus having a teenager plus, you know, maintaining a romance plus being a woman of a particular age. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm not burning the candle at both ends. That that takes a lot. I can't do it. Well, Wendy, this has been I'm done. I'm leaving you. Thank you, Wendy. Internet's Wendy Williams on the Combat Jack Show. Dream those dreams and then man up, woman up, and live those dreams because a life without dreams is black and white and the universe flows in technicolor Technicolor. and surround sound. Put that. Happy New Year, Internet. Peace. Numenati! This episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Mena, executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow, engineered by Samir Karan and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production.